0: Guys, this is Krishna Dawe and welcome back to my podcast. Um, for everyone who still listens to me, thank you. I know I've been like and really inconsistent with posting, but there's just been a lot going on. No surprises there, am I right? Anywho, fast forward. Um, today's guest is someone who's super fucking talented. Like she's actually dripping talent right now as we speak. I am so excited to have Neharika Shah with me today, a budding poet, an amazing human and someone I really got to know like well I want to say during the quarantine. So um, hi girl, I actually don't remember how we got so close but um, I'm so glad you're here today. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm actually really really happy that I'm doing this with you. I think um, I've already told this to you but this is such a good thing that you've started this podcast series, and I wouldn't have imagined ever, you know, connecting with you um, for so long and talking to you about this. Um, so I'm really glad that you're doing this. But it's a good point that you've raised. I'm trying to remember how we actually right? became friends. Just, like, Obviously, like school, high
0: school. I was like, and you were, the, you were like this new girl, you know, and you were actually a really hot topic for yeah. like a oh, while in so, high school. I don't know if you remember this yeah oh, I was like, ah, oh really? <laughs> you know NIC is the kind of school where like like we we've all just we oh, grew yeah. up in NIC so like whenever like someone new comes in in grade 11 or 12 and everyone's just like oh my god there's a new kid there's a new kid and it just becomes like this talk of like the school
1: I think I think one mutual connection was Rohan. Yeah. I think he was kind of close to you maybe and then um, yeah and then yeah. I got to miss that also yeah remember
0: I actually did get to know you better because of your poetry like I was never really someone who like avidly read poetry but like, just like having back in like like Baroda I remember we had like a couple of open mics and I sort of got to know you more through that because like you mm. were like participating in it. so my first impression was you, of you was like, oh, you're like super shy. But then once you like got on stage and stuff, I was like, oh, like, I don't think she's shy. Like, she's just like, you know, like putting herself out there. And I was like, wow, that takes a lot of courage. So, um, I
1: mean, yeah. So, honestly, I am shy, but, uh, and it's always been so, so nerve wracking to go on stage and perform, but when i do perform i remember vedika introduced me to open mics like like the entire credit uh, goes to her but when i like performed for the first time uh i think some everyone from a lot of people from nisp were there and they appreciated it so much and they came up to me and i was like shit, i should be doing this more often and that's that's the kind of encouragement i I needed you guys like you guys have to believe me now (laughs) so
0: like for this episode i just thought it was like right to talk about your passion for writing and poetry. I just want to ask you like how or like when did you first become
1: like interested in like writing? Yeah, so I think um, this is something that my closest friends kind of already know but my first memories of writing I think go back to literally second grade because and I'm not joking about this I kind of a few years ago I found these old journals and diaries that go back to when I was seven or eight and I remember I used to keep these diaries where I'd write poems and songs and I wrote so many songs and I gave them melodies and like I just remember composing a lot of stuff and um I think it just started when I was introduced to rhyme in second grade and just the idea that I could join words and literally add sound to a paragraph and make it non-prose and make it interesting um it was really silly then I used to make silly little illustrations on the side but I think that's when I just like started like this interest and this passion started to grow and wow
0: damn girl um do you (laughs) always write or have you always been writing (laughs) from your personal experience?
1: Um, I think so. I honestly, eighty-five to ninety percent of my pieces are inspired by personal experiences. I'm, I mean, if I were to talk about it, I mostly write about love and the loss of love and my relationships with the self, with the body, and when I say my body, I mean like the physical relationship I hold with my body and the emotional one and honestly i feel like these are the ones that kind of strike me you know like in the middle of the night when maybe i'm overcome with like a lot of emotion and then i'll take my phone out and like type some things down but uh i will say that since i declared um so okay so side note i joined university with the intention to major in economics and then i took these creative writing courses and i was like okay these are really really cool and i'm doing so well in them So, one year later, sophomore year, I declared it as my second major. That's amazing. So, I was like, I'm going to do this. And ever since I did that, I've had to modify the way that I look at poetry writing. And um, because of that, I've explored, like, tons of different genres and writing styles from, like, free verse to sonnets and acrostic poems. And um, I've fallen in, in, like, love with so many different forms um, and that kind of helped me exercise full freedom on paper. Um, so I'm for actually really grateful is shy. For that.
0: Isn't yeah. it scary to put yourself out there?
1: Oh my god! I think performing literally for me, writing poetry and performing poetry. Although maybe they should be the same experience, but for me they're so different. And I can get super nervous going up on stage like um i love i love open mics i love symposiums i kind of do them all the time at college but like just like five seconds before i go up on stage i can like feel my knees shivering and stuff and the moment i go up and i start to hear these fingers like clicking and clapping and like that that's kind of what you know starts to settle me and i know like when I know the audience is enjoying it, then I start to get uh, more comfortable. And I like just the feeling of it is so. Yeah, it's just it's like, like literally something worth celebrating. Go ahead, so, just write into it and forget all your fear. I get that. Always. I'm always then, how would you say, yeah, like, writing? I
0: know, like, writing has been such a huge part of your life since, like, you were a kid. How would you say that? Like, how has
1: it shaped you as a mm-hmm. person today? Um,. You know, like similar to what I was saying before, I feel like, I guess it wasn't until uh, I joined Emory and started taking these classes, um, I realized that, you know, there is, when I look at poetry, I feel like there is this way to look at the finer things in life more intricately and be so humble and yet so extraordinarily like proud of it. I think the one way that um, writing and performing has helped me is uh, it's helped me overcome my lack of confidence and uh, you know before I started sharing my pieces with the public uh, or like on on social media or things like that I kind of kept everything to myself it was all in the notes of my phone I have like some 500 notes (laughs) on my phone but (laughs) <laughs> but like, and then when I used to post stuff on the internet with this like community of strangers who who would like offer their critique or their appreciation, that was okay because no one really knew me or no one spoke to me directly but um, making it real by going public with my friends and my family and friends of friends like that was a huge deal and also realizing that there's this social stigma around That's professions that. within the Fashion arts in India. Um, you know, in, in India Literally, so I, the, in the last couple of years, I feel like I've become a lot less apologetic about this passion and the fact that I want to take it further. And it's really upped my confidence. And I'm, That's how I it should be, right? Like, I think
0: like most of the people our generation need to like follow more of their passion and not the social stigma of what the society wants out of them like I mean like coming from yeah. me I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very I'm a science kid so like obviously for like Indians I'm like oh my god you're a science kid like are you gonna be a mm-hmm. doctor and I'm just like oh like no I'm not going to med school <laughs> like till date I think my mom sometimes like like everyone in my family just like thinks that just because I'm studying like biology they like anything medicine related yeah. they just come up and ask me about it and I'm just like I- I'm sorry like I am not a doctor. I'm not studying medicine and I don't know what you expect me to know about it. like all these like my mom will send me all these prescriptions and all and then she like what are these for and I'm just like mother I I, I don't know. <laughs> like I'm not studying
1: all of this. But actually it's so interesting because I literally thinking that you since you're a science kid I mean okay yeah most families would be so happy that oh Krishna is doing science you know something worthwhile and everything but also within the science you're doing something so like like different um I always thought that there's okay a lot of maybe this just proves that brown families will do anything to attack you it's crazy like my dad didn't want me to become a doctor
0: but like my family still treats me like I'm going to med school so it it, it makes no sense it's so confusing oh god but anyhow just getting back um when you write you know like you you're like filled with, with all these emotions and stuff like how doesn't it exhaust you I feel like just being this emotional would just exhaust me so much like I would not want to write that's the person I am at least mm-hmm.
1: Honestly, uh, my best friend, literally, she comes and she screams at me half the time. Every time she, every time I'm trying to vent about something, she's like, yes. oh my god, don't go and write a poem about it. It's become, it's become a running joke in this uh, social circle, but I'm just like, excuse me. You know, part and parcel of being a writer, and I feel like, um, I don't know, maybe Akansha might relate to this, it's like you tend to exaggerate, you will exaggerate your emotions, you will exaggerate your feelings, maybe um, the extent to which something really bothered you all for the sake of art. And um, I I think that the other day I was trying to describe what poetry really means to me. And um, this word that kept coming up was escape. But I was like, you know, I wouldn't call writing my escape because I feel like there's just really negative connotation attached to it. I'm not trying to escape reality or hide behind the mask of this other Niharika, but I'm just trying to say things that I can't voice openly. I'm a, not a very good speaker. Um, I don't I know how don't say right now, like, I'm right now, but like in speaking talking about like, you <laughs> <No. laughs> like I'm I I'm so much more comfortable writing things down because like it offers me like this um this space and this time. And then I also feel like when I write things down, you as a person might be able to understand me better, uh, and like that is my thing. So that's literally been like my entire reason why I started writing is so that I can explain myself or well, that maybe I can express myself better. So I think um, to answer your question, I feel like it does the exact opposite of exhausting me. I think it actually right. calms me that down. Was Skikun, just letting you know, <laughs> and you say you're a bad. <laughs> so tell me
0: more about this writing process do you like do any sort of research do you like get inspiration from other poets like how do you even get like all these ideas or is it just like at 3 a.m you're like having this existential crisis and you're just like oh boy I just need to like write a poem now
1: (laughs) I think it's like um 70 30 because most of the times yeah like when uh I when I when I'm like like I said when I'm extremely overcome with emotion or like I want to write about something um I'll I'll do it on the spot but I feel like in the last couple of years when I've started to since I started to look at poetry from a more like professional point of view I've started to read more and I you know one of my I've realized that I take inspiration from so many other contemporary poets like just to name a few I mean there's uh, Fatima's Girl or Ocean Wong and like they're so talented and I feel like just reading some of their works just kind of inspires me to um, imitate their forms this one, um, this kind of reminds me of this one line my professor used um, in sophomore year, one of my creative writing professors, she was, she told us Imitation doesn't make you like a con artist or anything. Imitation actually helps you grow as a writer. It's one of the best techniques you can apply because you might be trying to imitate someone else's form or just like their, uh, their the way that they've structured their poem, but the thoughts are still yours. Your, the words are still yours. So you're never going to actually, like, your end product is yes. still going to be your own. And. Uh, i've i think in the last two years i've incorporated so many different techniques from like uh maybe taking a prompt uh, off of instagram and like uh, mixing it with maybe what i'm going through personally and then it kind of obviously um it goes through like layers of revision before i'm happy with the final product that's everything but that's for like very um yeah that, and, and like that I mean I, I think I go through the, the, like the set process for things that are more maybe if I'm trying to include it in my manuscript or but if it's something on the side from my finsta then uh, it's fine. maybe not so but much. I,
0: I, I love that idea about you just like going over your own work like you're your own critique and I feel like when you write things mm-hmm. down over and over again you can like see the process in front of you like happening and I think that's just like a very interesting idea and since you just mentioned Instagram I know you have an Instagram account But you did. Um, Tell me what's next with that and what do you aspire
1: out of that? So I kind of started this page um, in June this year. I was going to say last year because 2020 seems. (laughs) <laughs> honestly, yes. I mean, I started before all started. Everyone was doing all of these new things. Like, I'm baking. I'm painting. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go public with my poems now. Before this, like a collective group of maybe sixty people knew that I wrote, um, like so diligently. But I was like, honestly, you know, since I was twelve, I had this weird like this thing is on my bucket list i want to be a published writer at some point i want to be like this author who has this book out on the shelves of this grand store and all but i was in such a big hurry to get published i didn't realize that that's not the end goal like i don't just want to release a book i want people to feel like they actually like reading my stuff and that they can relate to it and to do that i need to constantly keep you know like improving myself keep studying and reading and writing so I'm doing that on this side but also like the whole purpose of this Instagram account was to interact with more people in this you know, writer's community and build a follower like like a following base who will then become my potential readers because honestly social media is such a great platform to kind of promote anything that you're doing your art any you know entrepreneurial ideas that you have and you get so much encouragement and appreciation and also critique, which is good. Um, but that's kind of why I started this page. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing. You've so like grown so
0: much. And especially when you say you just started in June, it hasn't
1: been that long. And you're like yeah. doing really well on that account. It's really fun. And like the best part is that, you know, it doesn't feel like work like okay I might actually take up like an hour an hour and a half maybe just to format uh, how I want the post to look but it doesn't feel like work work it feels like yeah because you enjoy work, doing the kind of work right? you want to <laughs> like just full yeah. circle like, I, like, mean,
0: like, like, people, I mean like people especially our age need to like really enjoy the whole process of doing what they do because that's how you're going to be good at it
1: you know I see you and I see you enjoying the time that you spend in the lab and like that is honestly so inspiring because people need to realize that unless you're going to enjoy the work that you do, even when you get paid for it, there's not going to be any sense of fulfillment. So you really need to like be passionate. Yeah, I about like really just dance around in my
0: lab and sing a lot in my lab. And yeah, I actually even talk to myself. Like it should, it's so weird like saying this out loud. But I actually talk to myself and they're living so like I can still talk to them and people can't be like oh my god you're talking to non-animate objects I'm like they're not non-animate they're growing right in front of my eyes and they're exactly you. oh my god someone gets it <laughs> but yeah <laughs> thank you for sharing all of that um so after this instagram account <clears throat> do you and since you already also mm-hmm. added another major and all so am I supposed to assume like this is like a potential career choice moving forward and like how supportive is your family with all of this
1: and do you want to become a writer in the future then? So um, if I had to answer this question honestly I would say that I would love to make this my profession you know I i don't know maybe i don't know if i mentioned this before but i'm literally the kind of person you might make fun of because i think of the world in a more romantic sense than most others do and i don't mean romantic as just like relationship romantic you know i mean rosy and beautiful and pure and fair and not malicious which it's not honestly it's not the world is not like that but i like to think of it that way um but at the same time i've um because of my family and just like the way that I've grown up, I understand um, the importance of stability and, you know, the need for a constant source of income and things like that. So I think for that reason, I've always kept it like a 50 50 or like something that's on the side um, that I want to do. Like with my degree in econ, I feel like um, the path where I'm headed right now is probably somewhere around um, data analytics and strategy, but, I, I'm I'm not gonna stop writing, and uh, if if and when um you know that that blows up one day, then I mean I would love to take it up as my full time twenty four seven job because sitting with a pen and paper and like getting paid to do that is the. I mean, goal. And that's amazing. Like I wouldn't want <laughs> to give
0: it up. Like I know so many people who have worked in like in, like, like different industries. Like I I follow this one girl on Instagram. Mm-hmm she's kind of sort of like really inspiring she worked at this corporate Mm -hmm. she had some corporate job and like she was earning a lot of money and but she wasn't like satisfied you know with her job and she loved just like content writing and content curation and stuff so like one day she literally just wakes up and she like just sends an email for her um resignation and she's just like okay like I've had amazing time at this company I love this job but like I'm not happy. And then she just like drops mm. the job or her actual um and then she starts her content curation journey. And yeah, she's not earning as much as she did, but she's happy doing what she's doing. And I think that's amazing because I feel like, yeah, like stability is important and all. And you starting off with your econ mm. degree is gonna be great. But I hope like some somewhere in the future you're like okay like you're done Hmm. with all of this and you want to go back you want to make your passion your full-time career and I hope that's like more normalized in the future you know
1: oh my god absolutely and I feel like what actually the thing that people need to normalize is people can have different sets of priorities it can be one person's priority to make a lot of money in life and that's fine if that's your if that's your dream if that's your goal or it can be someone else's to you know literally own a music studio or like paint for their like for, for their life and i think people need to understand that it's it's your choice and what and the kind of life that you build around it yeah maybe if you're a painter and an artist you might not own as much as the other people do but if if that brings you joy then um then nobody else yeah, should be able to tell like, you do not what work. what
0: is that what is the one thing you would give up to become a better writer
1: It's a great question. Um, One thing that I would give up to be a better writer. I mean, I guess I'm just looking for more time to invest into this process of writing. So I guess I would give up my, a little bit of, you know what? No, I'm going to change my answer. I think I would give up a little bit of comfort. I think I have grown up very privileged and I acknowledge that and I recognize that um, and that has shaped the way that I look at life um, but growing up with all of this um, comfort and luxury I think I would give up a major portion of that to be able to look at life differently and uh, I'm sure that would influence yeah, the way it gives that I you write a
0: different perspective.
1: wow mm-hmm. that was amazing
0: yeah. thank you thank you so much for doing all of this um, I want to move right into our rapid-fire <laughs> questions and then I'll say goodbye and I'll thank you and everything um, Betty. um, you know okay. actually funny enough when you said like you like romanticize life and all one of my rapid fire questions is um, if a movie was made um, of your life what genre would it be and who would play you
1: yeah uh, well definitely love and drama like drama would be <laughs> the genre who would play me I don't know, Lily Collins. You relate to her a lot. <laughs> I feel like I've seen her act in very different kinds of movies. Um I've seen have you seen To the I Bone? Think I have. It's just like she's like, I mean, she deals with like this um boy oh, yeah, dysmorphia yeah, and things have, like have, that. And she's just so good and she's like so sensitive in that movie. And uh okay, I don't there's like disclaimer or something. If I had to describe myself in one word, that would probably be like that would probably be soft so yeah i guess i guess i don't so to play.
0: if you could raid someone's closet who would
1: it be <laughs> highly Jenner. she
0: does have good i have like this God. i love sonam kapoor's <laughs> closet so much oh, oh. like i don't appreciate her as an actor but i think just her fashion sense yeah. like the way her sister has
1: just helped her with her fashion sense and her wardrobe and shit is absolutely phenomenal. No. I think she's she, she'd do a lot better in life as a fashion icon oh, than as Oh, for sure. Like,
0: 100%. Or like, I want Rhea Kapoor to be my sister, you know? Like, please dress me up. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever read a book more than once? I'm sure you have. Um, Which one was it and how many times have you like, reread read that book?
1: I think that would be oh, fault in our stars that's all of us um I was yeah I was I was 14 of I, was, I think I was 14 when I first read it and I I mean I don't know what kind of girl weird teenager this makes me but I slept with that book like it was my bible and I've read I know the chapter in which Gus dies it's chapter 21 like I've read that book so I could, like, many quote times it from that <laughs> book you know like I was Literally
0: rereading that book. No. Over. And I used to cry when I was a teenager. I used to cry my eyes out every single time I've read that book.
1: Oh God, same, same. Okay, same. before
0: you leave me, give your <laughs> young
1: self um some advice. Um don't worry that you're not as strong. Or like the, as the people around you say you should be because you're strong in your in your own way, um, and I feel like being soft and delicate is what makes you stronger than anybody else. That's beautiful.
0: <laughs> that is amazing. You are strong. It takes a lot of courage to write and also put yourself out there the way you do. Yeah, I appreciate that. God, you're so, so like I literally have mad respect for you you know
1: (laughs) I appreciate it it's
0: scary dude. like I am the kind of person who like runs away from like even people finding out like the tiniest things about my life and like you know like it's so
1: like poetry is so personal oh my god yeah I mean honestly that was uh, the reason I actually started my Finsta was because uh, okay I was like okay that's one step further from my notes but okay maybe I have just like 60 people viewing it and so taking this big step and going public with it is a huge deal but
0: yeah. oh yeah for sure but you build yourself up to it and that's kind of amazing like you went through this whole journey of like helping yourself grow and like pushing yourself to like face like so many unknown people and put yourself yeah. put your stories out there you know yeah for sure yeah. But yeah yeah all right thank you for actually taking your time to talk with me today
1: Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And I honestly, I've seen all your other podcasts. And uh, I can't wait to hear this when this is out. <laughs> this is hopefully we have this weekend only.
0: Hopefully, but yeah. Uh, oh my God, I'll see you hopefully soon.
1: Yeah, okay. Thank you. All right, bye girl. Take care. Bye-bye.